Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Jermaine Andre. Jermaine is passionate about showing others the physical and mental greatness that they have within to seize control of their personal happiness. He helps students develop the fighting spirit they need to succeed. Hi, Jermaine. Hello. Thank you for being here. Finally, I made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, I was tenacious. Come on, Jermaine, get on this yep. podcast. But so tell me, I mean, you have this amazing career background in MMA. Let's start there. Like where you want to start? When you were born. Training. No, okay. <laughs> okay. I like that. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, born you know, hospital, I mean you, you have a very decorated background, let's say, you know, yeah. so, so talk about that. I mean, what, where did it start? When did you decide? I'm I try to keep this. it as short as possible. Um, actually I saw the, uh, the first UFCs and I was watching them on TV and I've always been in martial arts. I was raised in the martial arts and, um, unlike many martial artists, my training wasn't done in a training center or gym. You know, I grew up here in St. Louis, but it was North County area. And there was a lot of fighting going out, going on. That's when the gangs were coming up and I was trying to stay out of the gang. So I was fighting them a lot. So I, my martial arts use was always real as a kid. Wow. But then I saw the UFC and I seen these guys fighting on there. And I said, those guys can't fight. You know, I said it to myself, I said, they're, they're tough and they're not afraid. You know, this, I mean, it's Tank Abbott and people like that. I said, I'll destroy those guys with my martial arts, man. They got no movement, no, you know, they, they have no, there's no art. You know, when you beat somebody, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be, you go in, you 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 suck him in, you know, it's kind of like, like charming that cobra. And you got to pull him in, you got to make him do stuff, and you got to learn him and see that, ah, oh, he does this. Oh, he's getting tired. When he gets tired, he does that. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that again and make him tired. When he gets tired and do that, I'm going to do this and smile at the camera while I'm doing it. You know, it's going to be beautiful. To, so to, you, I just want to say, because I think that's really interesting. What you're talking about is you had a lot of awareness about what was going on. You yes. were like determining like right there, split second. I was assessing. Like what was ha- yeah, that's, that's assessing interesting. Every step, every step that they take matters what's going to happen. A lot of people that gave you a that. clue to something. Right. A clue that this guy is, okay, he's just counting on his muscle. Or this guy's just counting on being angry and mean. So let's let his anger fade away. Let's, and, and so that's what got me interested. So I ended up meeting up with, uh, his name's Brian Madden. He used to be one of the killer bees for wrestling at the chase. Okay. And then I started training Muay Thai kickboxing under Ron wrestling Smith. Wrestling at the chase. Now that takes me chase? back. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's one of the killer bees. He's the one with that beautiful smile. I that completely come out forgot about wrestling at the chase. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrestling at the chase Wait, now. Wait so I'm that old. <laughs> Wait, did you just call me old? Wait, I'm older than you, <laughs> so don't even start. But I forgot that that existed until yep. you said it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go ahead. So he was starting a, a fight uh, program out called SFC, the Sub- Submission Fighting Championship. And that's right when the UFC was coming up. Pride had not even been ex- – I don't think they were even existence yet. I don't want to say because they were one of the greater leagues. I like okay. talking about the great leagues. But um, so I met him, and I told him, you know, hey, I want to get into this fight. And he was like, what kind of fight you want to do? I said, I don't care. Knives, guns. You know, because I was I was gangster back then. Knives, I did, guns. I did not care. Ooh. I said, man, let's do it. You know, let's do we just have go. those fights on TV? If they do, I can't tell you about it. <laughs> that's, a, that's another podcast. Not this that's one. a whole other division <laughs> right. of MMA. I don't need people coming after we, me. It's like Fight Club. We don't talk. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So – so I was a stand-up martial artist, kung fu, you know, a little bit of karate, jikun. I followed Bruce Lee a lot. You know, I didn't train under him. I trained in his style, but I followed him. All right, favorite I, Bruce Lee movie, just say it. Oh, man, Into the Dragon. Yeah, right? Yep. Boom. I love that movie. And then Chinese <laughs> Connection is funny. 
I mean, they crack some good jokes there. The, the, the voices they use. Okay, they use those country one. voice. Right. Oh, you got to see that one. Chinese That's really connection. Good. All right. All it's right. Hilarious. It's on my list. Yeah. So, but anyway, so um, I started training and it was it was really good because I was a stand-up martial. I was really good. And Brian Madden introduced me to the jiu-jitsu ground guys. All right. So now I had wrestled in high school. So I was real good. And I was a great street fighter, you know. So he brought me over. He's like, I want you to learn this ground stuff, you know. And I'm like, you know, whatever. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, I was respectable. But inside my head, I'm like, man, I beat everybody. And so I come <laughs> over and meet this guy. His name was Joey Garrett Miller. All right. And we're, we meet up. And he's the nicest guy in the world, of course. And I was nice. Hey, how you doing? And uh, Brian's like, okay, you guys just go at it. You know, don't hurt each other. And we respectfully didn't. But, you know, we're, we're sitting there. I'm just kind of throwing punches and kicks at him. Not hard to hurt him. You know, and he shoots in, grabs me, you know, slams me on the ground and moves around and puts me in this arm ball. I just feel my arms just like cracking. I'm like, what the? And he lets go. And he's like, do you know how to tap out? I said, what is that? And he said, well, Jermaine, when you feel something about to break, you. And I said, oh, I said, what was that you did? He said, it's called an arm bar. I said, that was awesome. You know, I'm like, man, you would have broke my arm. You know what I mean? I don't know that I would have said awesome, but okay. Oh, but it, I mean, I'm learning. Because that was the idea for us to right, train right, training. Right, 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 exactly. And so I'm like, you know, that's just, and he said, show me that. And Brian Madden sitting there smiling. He's just, he just beautiful smile. He's just like, yeah, I told you, kick your butt, buddy. I'm like, right on. And so he shows to him. And then Brian Madden, he said, hey, but you don't know what Jermaine knows. He said, Jermaine, don't hold back this time. Show him what's up with that Muay Thai stuff. I said, really? He said, yeah. So I said, get up. So Joe was like, all right, let's go. And I, pow, I kicked him in his leg. We got what's called a Zhou Yang round kick where we kicked the leg with our shin. And yeah. he just looked at me and turned and blah, <laughs> fell over and puked. <laughs> He's like, what was that? I'm like, man, that's a Muay Thai round kick. Oh, you got to show me how to do that. There so. are so many different forms that you're just saying. I mean, tons it, it of is them. amazing tons of them. how yeah. many different forms And that's there what are. was so beautiful about when MMA first started in St. Louis. We all everything. were crossing training with right. each other. You had the jiu-jitsu guys over here. You had the Muay Thai guys. You had Russian Sambo. You know, they brought in Slava from Russia to train in Russian Sambo. Okay. Then you had the judo guys over in Illinois. And we would travel from school to school. You know, and we were fighting the schools and, you know, of course, we'd be fighting and not try to hurt each other. It's what you call sparring. You have, right. you have mutual right, respect. Right, right. But you go at it to see which order's better. And then if they get us in something, we oh, cool. And they show it. And then just kind of borrow from yeah, everybody. Yeah, you borrow so that, and then you're creating this gotcha. ultimate fighter. And that was the whole idea. That was gotcha. the whole idea of ultimate fighting. So... That's how we all, you know, when you first saw it first come out, all the fighters were what's called one dimension. You had the boxer and right. the wrestler. And they right. would come up. And then you had the kickboxer and the jiu-jitsu guy. And they were, right. But then it, it evolved to us creating what you call the mixed martial art fighter. And that's what you have now where you're trained in everything. You got boxing, kickboxing, takedowns, throws, jiu-jitsu, wrestling. You got all that stuff. And it's so, never ending. You're always training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always training. Always, yeah. always. It's, I mean, it's a practice. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly taking it up to the next level. Yeah. And so it's beautiful. Know. So, you know, I fought, I uh, took, um, well, I, and I didn't fight just MMA. I fought Muay Thai kickboxing. All right. Muay Thai kickboxing, ki American kickboxing, uh, Japanese Sanchao shoot boxing, uh, uh, Japanese shoot boxing, sorry, Chinese okay. Sanchao kickboxing. And I took titles in all of those, uh, took two world titles, five U.S. titles. So I fought everything because that's why I told I said, man, I fight anybody. I don't care. We can, you can, we <laughs> can, you can confidence. put blindfolds on. Well, it's not confidence. It's this, my main thing was to teach self-defense. And if I'm going to okay. teach anybody, you know, and my, my first priority was women's self-defense at first. And I said, women, women, are the most vicious creatures in the world when they're pissed. And they're getting food nowadays into thinking that they're weak. I said, when I'm popping, I said, if a woman just knows, all you got to do is stick your finger in this fool's eyeball. Like, the, right now, if you did that to me, you would poop, I'm going to go, oh! You know, and then you <laughs> give promise, me a knee to the poop. I promise I won't. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm keeping my eyes. distance. 
<laughs> you know, but that's how easy it is. But that's true. That's something very simple that people would forget because fear takes over a lot of times. And so if you can keep yourself, like just kind of realize if this ever happens, like think about it. If this ever happens to me and then I'm going to focus on, I'm poking those eyeballs out. Right. Right. Well, it's, Kicking it's the, where it hurts. Kicking where it hurts. You yeah. know, I got a girl, I'm j- I just started training probably about three weeks ago. And, you know, really into it. She's, you know, it's been a long time since I had a girl who's just who's super, you know, her eyes, she's looking at me and I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm nervous because I'm like, Whoa. man, I got to make sure I train her right because she's not playing, you know, uh-huh. so I'm, I, that's total respect. And that's why I, I made sure I learned what works. But even in training her, you know, she is just on it. And the whole thing is, I taught her, I said, look, you already are vicious. You just don't believe it. I said, if a, somebody tries to do something to you, just open up on them. Bite, scratch, claw. You know, I mean, the Bible itself says, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if a man trying to attack you, what's more scorned than that? Just go to work. And most of these guys, atta- yeah. guys who attack, they, they, they are looking for a weak person to surrender and exactly. give up. They're not looking for a fight. If they're looking for a fight, they'll yeah. come fight Somebody's us. Somebody's going to be easy, right? Somebody easy. So I say, don't be easy, you know? I totally want to talk about the training you do. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right okay. back with Jermaine. All right, we're back with Jermaine Andre. So let's talk about, I mean, you have students. You're teaching. You're teaching people about self-defense, and I'm sure there's a lot of discipline that goes into that. Talk about the students. Well, I like what you said about the discipline because, you know, what's selling nowadays is just the, the fighting and the the rudeness and the arrogance and the— Oh, right. And that's, I'm not, that's not what I'm about, even though I can play that role and I can beat those guys. You but know, then, I remember, well, I remember how my training— how far is that going to take you without discipline? There's a reason why you have to have discipline. And that's very true, especially when it comes to— to self, it goes back to what you were saying again about the mentality to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you don't have the self discipline to be to to act right and keep yourself under control when you're angry and not lash out, you're not going to have discipline to turn it on when you should. Right? Because yes. you gotta be, it's all about self control, and that's what I'm big with. You know, I've trained you know thousands of kids, and I'm gonna say this: I've probably had uh, you know a thousand, maybe more, and out of them, I've only had five kids make it to my youth black belt. Now, my youth black belt makes them a blue belt in my adult system. You know, because okay. I, don't, I don't hand out black belts to little kids. Well, you right, know? okay. I say, if you, can't, if you can't beat up an adult, you're not getting an adult black belt. But gotcha. they get their own black belt. But it took these kids, eh, probably about, some of them it took four years. The other ones it took about six or seven. You know, one of them started, she's a little girl. She started with me when she was Five years old, six years old, soccer player, sweetest thing in the world. Like, she was so sweet that one Christmas, you know what she wanted to do? Give her presents away to needy people. That's Aww. how sweet she was. Aww. The sweetest, cutest little thing in the world. Never wanted to fight or anything like that. When she turned 12, she's Muay Thai world champion. I took her to class. So, that's, and I could introduce you to her today, and you would not know she's a fighter. And that's how all of my youth who made it the black belt. They're the sweetest, calmest kids in the world. Some of them even look like what you would call nerds. You know, and, and, you know what you would say? That, oh, he's a nerd. And I say, but boy, you pick on him. But yeah, don't pick whip. on that nerd. And none of them, after they trade, they never had us fight in school, never had a problem with bullies, you know. And I teach them things like even how to eye contact. I teach them how to shake hands. I teach them how to understand people. I say bullies, right. most of the time bullies are being bullies because something's wrong with their life. Right. Try to feel sorry for them. Now, don't let them hurt you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they try to put something on, you know how to block and all, take them to the ground and say, but you But understand behave. that's coming from hurt. 
Exactly. You know, it's that's come, a something's bully wrong is, with it's them. coming from hurt. And there, you can be that person going on. Yeah. that changes their life. Right. You know, if he's picking on you and bullying you, the first thing he expects is you to be afraid of him. Yeah. So the next day, well, tomorrow, that's what they're go looking sit, for. They want go you to be as afraid as they are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's what it is. They're hiding in fear, so they got to put somebody beneath them. Right. So that's the the main thing I talked to them was character development. You know, you have to have character. A martial artist is supposed to be somebody that that's supposed to be the person that everybody in the world can count on when they can't count on themselves. And the best way to to win a fight is to make it not happen. You know, that's right. the that's the best way to win. Right. You know, I got I got a saying that I made. I said that what say the the number one rule of self defense is don't be offensive. You know, if you're running around being offensive, you're going to have to defend yourself. Well, well right. You're asking <laughs> you know? for it, basically. You're asking for it. Right. Yeah, you're asking so, so for it. You got to not be offensive. You know, you got to—I was on about their cleaners. They had uh, letters they had to take home and have their parents sign about the cleanliness of their room. Their teachers had to. It was so funny. They had it for every period. I was like, you know, like, well, sir, we have more than one teacher. We got six. I said, give me that paperback. I said, go make six periods on there. And they're just like, I said, make a spot for the principal too. And they're just like, and they went to the schools and I'd have principals calling me, Jermaine, did you really send us up? I said, yep, and tell me the truth of what they're doing because I want to know. But that's so cool because that makes it a much more holistic, you know, which is, it's going to have a bigger impact, right? If it's not just, okay, you're going to go out there and fight, 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 fight. Right. But no, you're not going to go out there and fight. In fact, I don't want you to fight, but if you have to, you're ready. Yep, You exactly. know, but that's not the first go-to, no. you know? Right. Right. Fighting is the last form of communication. Violence is. When we can't communicate, when when President Trump, uh, Obama, whoever everybody voted for, I don't get into that crap. Whoever you vote, when they get mad and we can't communicate anymore, we send a nuke. <laughs> you know, right. or we send the Marines. All right. right. Okay, you don't want to talk anymore? We, same thing with us as humans. Once we can't communicate, we want to fight. Yes. So I tell them, you're going to be an expert at the last form of communication, but you're going to be an expert at everything before that, too. I love you know, that. That's, that's the so whole idea. Awesome. Yeah, you got to be able to communicate. Sometimes it's not them, sometimes it's our stupidity. So many people, you know, I watch, you watch Facebook, and all these people, they always label and, and calling people oh. back. I'm like, I say, stop that. Maybe maybe you the idiot. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? And right. I say, don't be bad because I've and been the, an idiot before. And they don't understand <laughs> that they're being the idiot sometimes. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, do you realize how dumb you look right now? Yeah. So let and so you are, you have a place out at Medici, which is yep. one of the places we love. Medici I like to call it the hidden space. dojo. We're in the back. <laughs> I'm t- well, yeah, you guys are wet. It's like they're going way in the back. Buying some the big back. steel doors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I said, look, when I was in there, you know, I walked in there, I'm kind of like, is this what a hidden kung fu mastery is? You know, you know, people are so scared to death come back there. They're like, especially when they say, Jermaine Andre, world champion. People are probably like, yeah, right, in an entrepreneur building. And then they go Google me and like, oh, he's back there. I'm not but going it, back there. <laughs> but it is interesting because Medici is, is a, I mean, such an interesting community, yeah. right? But one of the things, though, and, I, and when I tell people the commonality of this community is we just really love each other. I mean, there's like love, love, love. There's a lot of love with all the people that are there. We believe in collaboration. Yep. And we have an interesting set of skills going on in that place. Yeah. You know, and that's where I got to meet you, right? And yep. so I got to meet you at Medici. But but how did you find Medici? How did you decide that's where I'm opening up, you know, everything that I'm doing, the school, the classes, what have you? Tell us about well, it. Well, I actually, you know, I had a I had a school in St. Peter's. Um and I've been I've been trying to downsize mm-hmm. because I had I had the big school, the huge. As a matter of fact, I opened the biggest, the first biggest school in probably the world, where and it was right there in St. Charles, off of 
Zumbel. Okay. And I had a cage, a boxing ring, a weight room, a giant matted room. A mat- I mean, I had the biggest place that had the first one to ever open, an MMA mixed martial art training facility. It wasn't a gym, you know, where everybody go work out. And then I got a little room off to the side with a little dojo saying, oh, this right. is a mixed martial arts game. But you got 20,000 <laughs> people. This was just straight. You come here for martial arts. You can lift weights if you're in my martial art trainer. So... The one thing I did that w- I wasn't liking was I wasn't having the the intimacy with my students. Oh, you know, God, if I'm gonna yeah. train you, if I'm gonna train you for real, I always tell everybody you can't afford to pay me for martial arts training. They say, what do you mean? The coach is my student. No, because you become part of my life, and you can't afford to pay me for those hours because I'm at home thinking about you, and I want to meet your wife, I want to meet your mom, your dad, because I can look in her eyes and see how you're treating her. You know, and I'm not going to be teaching you how to beat the crap out of people. And same thing with kids. If your mom is afraid to tell you to do something, that means you're intimidating her somehow with right. your behavior. You know, if your room is dirty, if your dad, you know, so I have to make a relationship. And what I learned was too many people. So I said, I got to downsize. Yeah. I want to get more It's intimate. not manageable. Right, it's with not, what, exactly. With your approach to things, it just wasn't right. manageable. Because I was teaching yeah. people and I was putting a lot of great fighters out there and teaching people good stuff. So, so when I wanted to downsize, um, I had a friend who was at Medici. Okay. And they told me to come check it out. And that was probably, that might have been three, four years ago. Yeah. I came up, checked it out, walked through, but I decided not to come then. Then I came back probably a couple years later and uh, Brian was there. Okay. And Brian and I talked and I started actually training him. Brian Lunt, right. I started actually training him and I started training um, Josh's son. Cy or Max or both. And Rebecca. Okay. my, My better half. Gotcha. Rebecca started training his wife. So that's how we started getting in. Gretchen, you know, we're getting the whole family and I'm telling you whoever, <laughs> right. whoever he is. All right, okay. Yeah. So that's how we started getting in there. And then I just realized I needed to get more, you know, I wanted to secure the room there and it was a good, it was a good little quiet spot hidden in the back, nice and, you know, and where I can downsize, where it may, it forced me to because uh, the problem I have is I'm sometimes too nice. It's hard for me to say no to somebody. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. don't know what people need. When you got a bunch of people, I want to learn, I want to learn. You want to help everybody. You want to yep, help everybody, yep, yep, yep. and that's that's my downfall. Right. And I was helping everybody, and I wasn't helping myself. You know, So I said, okay, this is going to force me to start downsizing some. So that was one of the main reasons I moved in there. But it's, it's pretty cool because even like you say, the collaboration, and I've got students who train there to uh, teens to us. He's 12, and the, the little brother's like 10. And they come straight to me, train, and learn how to kick butt. And then they go straight to Timothy and learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> oh, I and it was love so it. perfect because they, you know, they were up there. And then the mom's like, oh, what is this right here? Because I walked them through the place and I said, oh, that's Timothy. He teaches singing and music. Timothy like, oh. McGibbs. Who is Timothy? Yeah, who is Timothy? Right? Timothy yes, McGibbs. Exactly. I love him. <laughs> that's so awesome. So it's like, I mean, parents go to Medici Media Space and you can have your children yeah, you take go, all kinds of cool learn courses. How to fight and then learn, and how, then to learn how to sing. <laughs> I love it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with question time. Uh-oh. All right. We are back with Jermaine Andre. All right. Ready for my first question? Are so, you ready for my first answer? I, I, I think you're going to be able to help me with this because it's a thought, okay? okay. I want to know why the victor in an MMA fight gets a belt. What is the idea of a belt as opposed to like a trophy or a medal? It's a belt. Do you know? Hmm. Oh, no, you it, don't know. Well, we have, to, I'm going we have to, to go look it up. We have, yeah, to, we have to I'm going to assume okay. that it represents the money belt, all right? Because when you way back in the day when you fought, the victor took the money. Uh-huh. And it was actually in a money belt, which they call a purse now, oh, you know, a money purse. All right. But since money ended up becoming cash or becoming banking and going through all that, you got to pay your taxes, all this kind of stuff. Right, right, right. I think that it became just the belt like that. So 
medals fighting and I'm, I'm and this is what I'm doing is I'm guessing and then we're gonna but, look but it up still, and see. But still, I like this the idea. I think I think this is this is still interesting history. So I did not realize that that was what they did. They got a money belt. Okay, right. The money belt is what, what goes went to the victor. So and I'm gonna say this: fighting is different from other sports. I always say fighting is not a sport. You go play baseball. I can say, hey, you want to go play some hockey? Hey, you want to go play some? You can't say you want to go play fighting. <laughs> we don't say that. We say you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's serious. That's right. two human beings at their peakest trying to that's take each other true. out. That's so I think they had to make something that stood above trophies, above medals, something. This is the belt. You know, like I've got, I should have brought my belt. I got the the first mixed martial art world title belt from Las Vegas. Really? Yep, the first from uh, the WFA, World Fighting Alliance. They were the first league to be sanctioned in Las Vegas. And I fought for the world title belt. And that belt is snakeskin on the other side. It's gold. It's got jewels in it. I mean, it is How nice. big is it? Is it it's, heavy? It's about 20 pounds, 25 really? pounds. Really? It's just like, it's So beautiful. you're not wearing that out dancing? No, never. <laughs> never. It's, it's put up. It's put away. I that bring it out sometimes. I wear my, that's my Hall of Fame ring. That's all I wear Ooh, out. Show it. Up close. If you guys are if you guys are watching, you so get you, to see it up close. So if you make me mad, okay, and, and pay a fifty thousand dollars signing bonus, I'll punch you in the face with this. <laughs> No, but that's the last me. resort. We're going right. to communicate last first. Resort, we didn't communicate. No, we communicated with the $50,000 signing bonus. So. I gotcha. <laughs> there we go. I know the order of things now. That's right. All right. Your nickname, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Where does that come from? Now, that's a long one because you know what? This is going to be funny. This okay, I'm ready. Awesome because you're going to want me for another podcast. All right. I actually have a hardcore side to my background. And I was actually locked up for six years. What? Did a year in solitary confinement in there. And actually where the name nickname Bam Bam came from was I was working in the kitchen. Okay. And I saw an inmate do something very bad to the pork roast. I'm not going to say what on the podcast. Let's something, not go there, but I yeah, got you. we won't you. go there. But, and I went over and I dropped him with a, a one-two strike. Bam, bam. And, you know, and I didn't know they had cameras there, and the cameras saw me. So, of course, the inmates can view cameras. You know, they work up front and things right. like that. They took me. They threw me in solitary confinement. That time, they only threw me in for like 30 days. I mean, I didn't know why. And the inmates, when they, when they pulled me out, the inmates was like, well, we saw what you did, man. You hit that guy, bam, bam. bam, bam. It was like, nothing, bam, bam, man. How'd you hit him like that? But that was always my go-to. I'd hit, bam, bam, then I'd pick you up, slam you because I was short. Right. You know, so I knew okay. if I hit you up top, they gonna see if I don't knock you out, you're gonna start swinging. I'm gonna be down here, <laughs> you know. I'll boom, get you on the ground, smash, smash, smash. So that's where the nickname actually stuck from. But I didn't realize you had this background. Ooh. I didn't. You have so to you back so on. how did you so what did you do to to not, you know, to like you didn't make that your life story. You chose a different route, right? Very long story. Um all I can say, I can I can say this. You know, there's, I have a, my program called Combat Energy for mm -hmm. youth, okay? Mm -hmm. There are certain types of youth who aren't built for everyday society things like schooling and, you know, the, and these youth are, how can I put it? They have high energy. They're not afraid. The, uh, some of them are, how, how can I say, you, you can't scare them. They're gotcha. fearless. Yeah. Uh, they, they're high risk takers. Mm -hmm. Some of them even willing to take a chance with their life. Right. Okay, and there's, there's certain individuals, and I always say I was one of them. And when I was raised, I was misunderstood. I was forced to try to force be put in the seat and do Sit things. Down. That was not me. Right. I should have been put in military school. I should have been, you know. And so it acted out and it flipped when I ended up in a situation where I had, I felt I had no other choice but to commit the crime, to, to save my woman at the moment. I was, okay. I, was, I felt I was being chivalrous. I was only. 18 years old. Okay. And I was living with my woman. You know, uh, she was still in high school. 
I had just graduated and I had no money. We were about to be homeless. We lost our car, lost everything. And so I felt that I was doing something to protect her and doing what a man should to take care of my woman because I had no direction. I had nobody, nobody I can go to, no family that I can go to, yeah, anything like yeah. that. And we ended up getting in trouble. So um, when I went in, I was very gangster. Mm-hmm. When I said I never, I never belonged to a gang. You know, all the gangs I told them. But I, that was kind of the energy around I was. You. Got, I went in yeah. ready to take out whoever. I looked at it like that. When I went to prison, I didn't look at it like I was locked up with them. I said, y'all locked up with me. And I went in. I was on. I was set. I said, I will take the warden out. I don't care. You guys going to learn who you in here with. And the warden, and I'm going to say this, his name Dwayne Schillinger. And he's actually one of the reasons that I went to solitary confinement, was standing up for him. And he brought me in his office. And that man disarmed me with his heart. Because he hit me. He said he was this little bitty white guy sitting in the chair. They uncuffed me. I was standing there. I'm... Ready. You know, I know what I've seen the movies. I know yeah. what I'm going to have to do. Oh, right. y'all uncuff me? Right. Oh, they finna try and take a brother out. We're going to fight in here. I don't care who, you know, because I, I figured my life was over. I had no idea of a future, no idea of a present. You know, I, so what are you? That's, it puts you in the prehistoric animal state mind. Right. You know, and when this man, he said, hey, Jermaine. And I was like, what's up, Ward? And he said, hey, call me Dwayne. You know, he's like, you know, I just want to tell you, man, you're so highly intelligent. You scored on your IQ this, and your body. Oh, my God, you work out a lot. And I'm just, I say, yeah. You know, he's like, well, I just want to let you know, man, that I want to get you out of here. I'm going to put you in college while you're in here. And I'm going to put you to work in the kitchen so you can keep that build. I got a great weight room there. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm no different than you. You know, he said, hey, I've done some things I should be in here for, but I had moms and dads and money to get me out of that crap. And I'm no better person than you. I don't want you coming back here. I want you to get out of here. And he just, and I said, oh, my, he wow. made me feel like I have value. And that Thank one conversation, and his, awesome. his whole prison was built around that. And so that's why I went to solitary, which I said, like, it's a long story. I went to solitary because they brought in a new system to get uh, rid of him. They tried to smut him. So I stood for him. And so that put the higher ups against me, which I ain't going to say who they are. But you can look at Matter of fact, Wyoming uh, College brought me back about three years ago. And I did a whole speech and everything up there on uh, the whole situation. So, but that's what, but that's his awesome. conversation, when I got out, of, when I came out of prison, I came out of maximum security. I was homeless. My uh, mom was, my sisters were. I went and we were sleeping in somebody else's house on the floor down in the city. And of course, first thing I thought, I got to go back to crime to take care of my family. Right. It's like most people would do. Everybody well, listening to this. Well, because that was, the, it was like, that was the, the only options I that had. That was my option. That right. I knew of that I could make. Right. And I thought to myself, I said, I cannot disappoint Dwayne. I cannot let that man read the news and see that Jermaine got shot or I shot up some cops and all that. And that held so strong that I thought of other options and made the right phone call to the right person. That person brought me a car said, you can take the car, pay me later for it. I went and found a job. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just because that man showed me he cared. And that's what I believe that I, that you wow. that you do with other people. That's awesome. When you make them feel valuable yeah. and listen to them and find out what they are. So my combat energy program, I take these kids that everybody think are the bad kids. Right. And I sit them down and that's that's your Navy SEALs. That's your, you know, your 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 kick butt law enforcement officers. That's our uh, kick butt bodyguards for the future. You know, they may not be somebody who can handle, you know, that's our superstar athletes, you know, and I turn them into that. And I got a lot of kids that I brought up like that, you know, who that's had their common energy parents brought them to me. It's like, I don't know, matter of fact, you know, I, I can't say too much on this, but I just put a girl in secret service. And her parents, I remember her parents bringing her to me and she got in some trouble and they thought she was gone. And this is a girl. And I put her in front of them all. I said, get on your knuckles. And put on her knuckles and made her do, sit there for about, an hour, bleeding knuckles and everything, you know, And but I was talking to her and I made her feel who she was. I was in her head while she was straining and she got up, you know, and I said, you got a choice. You can come back or you can stay gone. And she left out and her and her parents came back the next day and they said, we're in. We're wow. in for good with you. And 
That is, She's I, in Secret Service now. Thank so. you for sharing all that. <laughs> Definitely. That is interesting. And one more quick question. Let's go. We don't have a you lot of time, so did. I'm going to be very quick on this one, right? Um, Remember, you can push me off the chair if I'm talking too much. You'll crack up when I ask you this. How can I deal effectively with idiots? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got the answer. You ready? I'm ready. Remember that sometimes you might be the idiot. I love it. High five go. on that. That's awesome. <laughs> Jermaine, how can people find you? JermaineAndre.com. All right. And if you do have my phone number, please, you listen to my voicemail. I tell you, I don't answer my phone. That's because I don't know how to get off. I mean, listen, look how much I'm talking now. And people like to talk to me. They call just talking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did an actual assessment. And I was spending like eight to nine hours a day on the phone. Just So I had to cut that out. So you got to text me. Gotcha. But JermaineAndre.com. And you can find my school, JermaineAndreMartialArts.com. And I'm on Facebook. That's the best place. You can catch me real quick on there on Facebook Messenger. Very cool. You know, a little bit on that. What's that? Instagram? Instagram, can, yeah. I don't get yeah. the hashtag, so I'm not on there too much. I don't get <laughs> See, I did. I just showed my age again. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, my gosh. But thank you so much. This Definitely. has Thanks been really me. interesting. I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Thank glad, you, I'm sir. I'm glad you stayed on me about it. All right. Get over here and get on my podcast. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You're like, oh, I had the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jermaine. Everybody you. out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do subscribe and have wonderful days. Love you. Bye. Bye.